Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey everybody, it is a Wednesday night. It means one thing, Tech Vibe Radio is heading your way. And we're jumping right into it. We can't even mess around. Oh, it's great. I'm very excited to have Aaron Watson in the house. Me too. Hey, Aaron. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. So you're here and you're going to talk. Just tell us quickly about Piper and then we're going to jump in and talk about this Going Deep Summit. The real reason why you're here. Sure. So two years ago, I co-founded a company called Piper Creative with a tremendously talented visual media artist named Hannah Phillips. And what Piper does is helps our clients primarily in the B2B services sector uh, produce digital media, think LinkedIn videos, YouTube videos, podcasts, um, all sorts of digital media to help their brand storytell and get exposure on those platforms. I would call you Pittsburgh's Mr. LinkedIn. I'll take it. <laughs> Just That's saying. Cool. He's got some great strategies around it, man. Yeah. He knows his stuff. But what I think is so cool is that you're doing this Going Deep Summit. Yeah. And this is like a passion of yours. Like, Putting on events is it's no easy thing. No, and you guys do a great job with all it's, the tech council events. It's, thank you. It's, it's not for the light of heart. So when I see someone going out there and trying to not just do an event, but do an event that's really trying to be substantive and really trying to you know, change some minds and get people connected, yeah. we want to help you promote that. We, we think it's pretty cool. Yeah, talk about the premise of it and then what's the 3.0 version. Yeah, so um, what we've learned, what we've developed, so this is the third version. Uh, the first one was in February of 2018. Uh, I'm sorry, January of 2018, then March of 2019. And now the most recent one, or the up forthcoming one, is going to be March 28th here in 2020. And the themes of the day are fill your heart, expand your mind, grow your tribe. And we try to design a day. It's a Saturday, full length, uh, in the Union Trust Building to, number one, collect some of the region's most ambitious, aspirational people, not just to speak on stage, but to be there in the crowd, to learn, to grow. And both years, we've had people come in from D.C., New York, Chicago, California. It is both a cultural event for the city of Pittsburgh's aspirational class and one that brings those same type of characters to the city of Pittsburgh. So what was your inspiration Great. to start this up in the first place? So I went, I've gone to a bunch of events, uh, South by Southwest, Collision Conference, uh, DLD, Next Gen Summit, so on and so forth. And every time while I was attending those, I felt like I was meeting my people. I was, felt like I was meeting my tribe. And right, that's a, right. a common experience in today's day and age. 
of who are the other people that are kind of swimming in the same river that I am and that river of trying to do more, trying to build something, trying to make a change in some way, shape or form. And even if the folks that you're collaborating with, you're spending time with aren't working on the precise same thing, it is their energy, it is the patterns that Uh, they follow, the habits, the practices, the way they think about the world that can maybe uh, expand your mind to appreciate uh, another way of going about the important work that you might be up to. So the the word tribe might be used differently, and I like the way you're using it. Yeah. So sort of frame it a little bit in terms of what that means sort of today in the moment because we're living yeah. in a very polarized environment. Yeah, the, the polarization and the notion that uh, you know tribal tendencies, us versus them, is, is incredibly unhealthy. And it's, it's something that um, back to those themes of the day that fill your heart, grow your tribe, expand your mind, like there will be people who both have views on the left and the right in attendance at this event. And we can connect over a mutual appreciation for Sloan Davidson, a Pittsburgh resident who founded Hello Neighbor and created this program where local residents of Pittsburgh act as mentors to recently resettled refugee families who come to the city of Pittsburgh looking for a chance, looking for a shot, mm-hmm. and are welcomed with welcome, ar- with welcome arms by the mentors in her program. So you Great hear program. that story and you recognize that not only is something like that happening here in the city of Pittsburgh, you understand how it works, you understand the way it both impacts the lives of those families who are the recently resettled refugees and the lives of the families who are local residents here and tapping into a universal American story that transcends yeah. left versus right, conservative versus liberal of a bunch of people in a melting pot together I mean, from all sorts of different right. backgrounds I mean, and places. Focusing on what we have in common, yeah. crying out loud, the important stuff. As totally. opposed to the dumb stuff that tends to get us all mad at each other, right? And, and the healthy tribe, people, people look at it as tribe versus tribe. But what happens inside the tribe? Inside the tribe, people look out for one another. It is not a zero-sum game. It is not an individual-centric perspective. It is a recognition that we are all in this together. Yeah. And you need to practice that at a micro level to have a chance of enacting it right. on a macro level. So who else is going to be at the summit this year? Um, another speaker that we're super excited about, and I know you guys know, is Jim Gibbs, uh, the co-founder of Meter Feeder. He's going to be talking about what he learned in moving his startup back from Silicon Valley yeah. here to Pittsburgh. He was here Mr. To y Combinator for a while, and now he's in Braddock, which exactly. I found out, which is pretty so, cool. So it's beautiful, and he's he's so intelligent. He's such a, he was a, a great guest. He's a great speaker. And what he's going to do is both talk through what he's learned and why he made this choice and how this you know, gives his company a greater chance of success and longer runway, mm-hmm. but also some of the challenges he's faced in making this move and being right. real about those learnings. And that's back to that concept of expand your mind. You're going to hear this perspective. You don't have to go do it. Exactly. You get to take yeah. some of the hard-earned lessons that Jim has earned through the last couple years of his startup and then carry that with you and take it for yourself. So you have a big heart. Thank you. And Definitely. Is that is that part of your persona for a long time? It it's the only it's the only way that I know how to roll, to be honest. So what does that mean? What it means is I went through uh, most of childhood, most of my college experience winning two national championships at the University of Pittsburgh for Ultimate Frisbee with teammates. We always called it the brotherhood because it was the guys, you know, going not just going on the field together, but practicing together, training together, spending all your time together. And there is 
you know, it's sometimes overblown, but a, a concept of like the crisis of loneliness, the crisis of feeling like I'm, you know, maybe alone with my phone, but there's this this feeling of not experiencing the connection to one another that we need down to a biological level. Exactly. Right, and right. frankly, this is just me solving for my own issue of wanting to feel connected to other people, walking into a room, seeing familiar faces, walking into a room, maybe the fam- faces aren't familiar, but I know because someone walked in on this Saturday morning, they have the same intention that I do, to be better, to expand my mind, to fill my heart, to grow my tribe. And when you know that intention from the jump, it allows for that connection definitely, to happen. Definitely. So if you go to goingdeepsummit.com, get all the details there, register, be part of it, spend your Saturday hanging out. All are welcome. In a great setting. Yeah. And, and, the, uh, and the theater there, the Union Trust Building, it's beautiful up there. Yeah. The legacy yeah. of Frick right there. It's amazing well, stuff. Okay, so for more information... Yeah, going deep. Summit. Going deep summit. Um, I'm on basically every social media platform. Aaron Watson. If you have a question about, is there a it, platform you think, you're not on? Uh, I cannot think of one. You got a good TikTok video for We've it. Got TikTok of videos. Course. We've got LinkedIn. <laughs> we've got Twitter, Instagram. But the most important thing, you know, someone hears something like this and they're not yet sure if it is right for them. And I am great about answering to every single message that I receive, every single comment. And so if there is something that is unclear, you're not sure if it's right for you. We've had people with, um, you know, from an accessibility standpoint, not be able to make it because of finances. We work work with students to get them there. It is something that we really believe in, and we'd love to have you there on March 28th. That's why I'm glad you're in Pittsburgh doing this type of stuff, because that's making Pittsburgh a better place, Aaron, and our better tech community, too. So thanks for being part of it, man. My pleasure. Good stuff. Audrey, we've got a great show in front of us today. Cannot wait to get to it. So I mean, no time like the present. We're talking to Jen Yosef from Mighty who's stopping by, Justin Seibert as well too, and also a special special interview I grabbed with the old MFU with Marinus Analytics at our Big Data Summit. So hang tight. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. So you know, Audrey, I'm still buzzing about the fact that we had our Beyond Big Data event. It was over a month ago. But I grabbed some really cool interviews. You did. Uh, you, there were a lot of people. I, I don't even know how many interviews you caught. I just got three because it was, it was one of those tight days. Okay. But I got three. And uh, you know, last show, we talked, to her, we talked to Gerard Tiriani from Aurora. But I also talked to a really cool woman, Kara Jones from Marinus Analytics. And sure. She was I, on a panel. Yeah. She was on, on, on the social impact right. panel. She's doing more than social impact. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, but it's like, all good. She's using AI to find sex traffickers, like just crazy and, stuff. And you know, it's prevalent. Did you know that it's really prevalent? It's super north pre- of yep. Pittsburgh, right at the um, probably like the 80. Term, the eighty interchange. Yep. As you head towards Cleveland, that makes sense. Why? It's a major. Why does it make sense? Because like eighty is like a major drug route and stuff like that. And how do you know that? You know, I got knowledge, man. What can I say? <laughs> I watch the is news. Is this fact based? Yeah, it is. If you watch the news, there's always they always have major drug busts along I-80 because it's like a th- at it, that it cuts interchange across. at 79. But I, not necessarily at that interchange per se, but along 80 though, it's it's because it, 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 it's a common route to run stuff. And so if you're running drugs, why would you not be like running people? I'm it's really glad creepy. that you are this knowledgeable. You know, I like to be additive to the show. But this issue of sex trafficking <laughs> is really it's it's insane. So disturbing. Yeah, absolutely. So disturbing. But she's able to use her technology to look through unstructured data, i.e. all types of random pictures. Wow. Based on – because people post pictures of themselves online and it matches the pictures up and – And she's man. able to target? Yes. And then hence stop? 
stop and cap you apprehend and find wow. and all that kind of good stuff. And that's why I was like, man, this is a really cool, powerful use of tech. Mm-hmm. It's coming out of Pittsburgh for crying out yeah. loud. Like we're looking great, we more great more, stuff. Yeah. She was terrific on the panel. Absolutely. So I grabbed an interview with her. Let's give it a spin. We're going to go to break and come back with more Tech Vibe Radio. What do you think, Audrey? I think it's great. Cool. Let's do it. And this is uh, Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council and Tech Vibe Radio hanging out at the Beyond Big Data Summit here in downtown Pittsburgh. And I'm having a great time just attending all these different sessions about how people are using AI and big data. And for me, like this person we're going to be talking to, I think this is just so impactful to what's happening, not just in Pittsburgh, but around the world, that the fact that we can take lots of data and crunch it and use it for good and to actually save people's lives, because I think it's just so important. And we're talking to Kara Jones from Marinus Analytics on this panel today. Kara, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. I know you're super busy. We've got a lot of people hanging around. And uh, just I want our, our listeners need to know more about what you guys do, because my mind was blown listening to this panel. So first off, tell us about your background real quick and what Marinus is all about. Thank you, Jonathan. My name is Kara Jones, and uh, my background is actually in computer engineering. And uh, with Emily Kennedy in 2014, we created Marinus Analytics. And the mission of the company is to uh, provide a human trafficking investigation tool on online information for those professional investigators throughout uh, law enforcement agencies in North America and the United Kingdom. Uh, We created this company because uh, when Emily Kennedy was a student at Carnegie Mellon, she was working on research to to look at uh, patterns in the online adult service website data. And she realized that there was uh, an opportunity to take AI and to analyze this data for the sake of, of working these types of cases. And we didn't want this research to sit on the shelf. So we were able to, uh, with the support of the National Science Foundation, move this technology from an academic prototype into operation and under the, the company Marinus Analytics. That's what I'm talking about. That is to me is just super exciting because like here's research, right? That could just sit on a shelf and someone's saying, nope, we can actually deploy this and start using it. So give our listeners a little bit like how does this work? How, how does law enforcement engage with this? Thank you. Um, one of the things is that there's a, a lot of imagery uh, happening on the adult service website content. And we're talking about commercial sex advertisements. Uh, In the past, when you would have a missing child that was suspected to be uh, sold in commercial sex, law enforcement agents would literally tape the photo uh, of that individual on their computer monitor and would spend hours just trying to manually search the web to see if they could find any whereabouts on this individual. But today, through the use of uh, strong image processing capabilities, we can provide a tool for groups like the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. They literally handle thousands of cases every year of reported children who are being exploited in commercial sex so that they can react and have a a more meaningful tool to search uh, for that missing child. So that is a a profound breakthrough that uh, through Marinus Analytics back in 2017 that we were able to achieve. Law enforcement must be freaking out in the best of ways because, I mean, I can't imagine someone actually had a picture of somebody taped and they're just scrolling mindlessly through pictures. I mean, your brain's going to shut down. But to have the power of analytics and advanced imagery like this to be able to then actually start making potential matches and being, I guess, honing people in to really look at this, that's just amazing to me. 
Yes, I, you know, the, the challenge with human trafficking is it's a hidden problem, but for many years we would hear the pain points of law enforcement. They knew, they felt that there were, that they, that based on past cases, that this problem existed, but they didn't have the, the effective tools to pinpoint it and react, and it really requires a proactive response. Um, some of the things that we're working on right now is to be able to detect organized crime exploitation of foreign national victims. So we, we know that there are certain uh, groups that are vulnerable to, to being exploited in uh, sex trafficking. And so now to be able to analyze data and to really understand what is the largest sources of exploitation and, and to be able to map these networks out. And that is being made possible because of the advanced computer science technology. So we just have to bring that together to make sure that uh, law enforcement, human trafficking investigators have the right tools to serve this specific need. Only in Pittsburgh, it's a cool story be told. So what's next for Marinus? I'm feeling like this can be applied towards so many other things. What's, what's happening up next? Well, I do want to just acknowledge that we started right here in Pittsburgh. We worked very closely with the Pittsburgh FBI. But today, uh, we're supporting agencies worldwide. So we work with agencies throughout the United Kingdom and in Europe, as well as in Canada. So again, what came right out of Carnegie Mellon University, we, we want to keep making this available to areas where this threat online persists and exists. The other thing that we realized over time is that uh, we're just in this modern era of being able to build tools that work on unstructured data. And um, we have a project going on right now to help social workers. So we've gone from you know working with uh, detectives to now uh, in a very adjacent space, which is working with social workers. So they have the right tools in their um, mission to help protect against child abuse and neglect. Um, we want them to have the latest capabilities as well. Fascinating stuff. And so glad you're doing what you're doing. Kara Jones, Marinus Analytics, great stuff. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you very much, Jonathan. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council and Tech 5 Radio. Welcome back. So glad you're listening to Tech 5 Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And Audrey, tonight's show, we've got a pretty cool guest hanging out with us here, Justin Seibert. Hey, Justin. Thanks for coming in with us. So direct online. What are you guys up to these days? So growth is the big thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we started off in Wheeling, and um, as we expanded, we came into Bloomfield in the beginning of 2017, and people say, did you come for business? And no, we didn't come from business. We have clients all over the world. We came for talent purposes. So we're very ah, excited. Very cool. We're able to find the people that we're looking for, right. um, and it's been a great ride. So what does DirectLine do? So what we specialize in is driving quality traffic to our clients' websites and helping them convert that traffic into whatever's meaningful for them. And so in almost all cases, that's a lead or that's an e-commerce sale. So mm -hmm. it's all about direct response in some format. And then specifically within that, we specialize within anything related to search engines. So yeah. all that gobbledygook you hear about SEO, search engine optimization, and then the other side, pay-per-click, Google AdWords, all means the same stuff. Thank Those God you're out there doing that stuff because that that is like an art all within itself, and it changes like every month. Yeah, what worked six it months does. ago will now like penalize. It's like whack-a-mole. It's like whack-a-mole, <laughs> exactly. You know, we had. I, I always talk about. I've been in this business for 19 years now, and I used to say everything changes more in the past six months than it did in the prior five or ten years, right. and it does change all the time. And the other problem is that we have a lot of people out there giving really bad information. 
um, either doing so because they don't know it or because they're just snake oil salespeople. And so we have to deal with that all the time of trying to combat things that people have heard or they've been told with what's actually going to help right. them out of work. So, what's your, so if people are listening, what problem might they have? And why would they be and for them to reach out to you? So uh, there's a, there's a lot of them. So talk the the high level. The first is a level uh, a problem with trust. So they're not sure what's right and who can they listen to and who can they believe is giving them good advice and being a good steward for what they're looking for. But in terms of the core problem, they're, it's one of a couple things. They're not getting traffic to the site or they're getting the traffic to the site, but it's not doing what they want it to do. Like you get impressions, but not conversions, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's a right. big problem. Everyone talks about, oh, I have all these impressions. Well, they just sell anything. If you didn't sell anything, then they're not the right impressions, right? Yeah, and the big, you know, especially when you're on the social media side, but even in, in what we specialize in, you know, we'll say, hey, what are your goals? And we'll get answers like, well, we want more likes and say, okay. Last time I checked, I couldn't take a like down to the bank and cash it. So right. What are your real right. world goals? If only we could. <laughs> Some people. I'd have well. like five bucks, dude. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, how do you how do you take your real world goals? And then how do you break those down into KPIs that you can actually measure on the marketing side of things? And then put benchmarks to see how well you're actually doing. Right. Or not. And so you said you've been doing this for 19 years. Yeah. So you've been literally. At the, at the precipice of this, when it started, really, 20 was, years ago, I mean, it was such a, I mean, nascent, not nascent just a new thing it, happening, and now it's, it's just what drives everything. So you've really seen the, the experience. Yeah, it was so awesome because I was in the wild, wild west days, and so I got to try things out, and, and I worked in-house for a company um, that was direct response, and so I saw whether stuff worked or not, and I heard from the sales team whether I got them bad leads. All this stuff was, yeah. was really about like real know, time, real time. Right. Did it work? Did it not? Was I out of my job? Right. Type of thing, or was it working well? And I can see what the numbers look like. So this is right during and after the dot com burst. So people were still saying, "Is the internet <laughs> really a thing? Is it, is, is, is search is is it really a thing? right?" It sounds crazy to have it's this conversation true. now, but yeah. those were the conversations back then. And I can say, well, when I started with this company, they were a twenty five million dollar year total revenue company in two thousand one. When I left to move back here and started this agency in two thousand six, they did thirty five million just in what could directly be attributed to paid search. So everybody's still having these questions, and I. You lucky enough to it. know. Right. right. You it, witnessed it. It was real. So any kind of company, right? Essentially any market. Business, right. Mostly. I mean, there's always caveats to it, right? But I think the biggest one with search is search's benefit is that it's about intent. You're reaching the person that's actively looking for what your company is selling. So I will say that if you are offering a new product or you're a newer type of company, sometimes maybe they're not looking. You're a little ahead of the curve. So maybe it doesn't work for you then. Um, but it might be that it works, but you just have to think about what are the terms that you want to show up on on something that's a, com- uh, a product that's complementary to that. Um, sometimes it can be just that you are too small and there's too much competition. So there's all sorts of reasons why it might not be right, right. for you. But for almost any business, it makes sense to look into at least. Definitely. One thing I always tell folks, I know a lot of people, when, especially when they're just starting a company up, like, I'm going to handle this myself. And I'm like, yeah, you should experiment with it. But I, I think there's a certain point in time where you actually need someone at your level that this is what they do for a living. Handle this for you. Just because it's that important to a business. And like I said before, I think it's the environment is changing so fast that you've you got to be up to date on it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, look, I don't say that you have to have an agency working for you because if you're willing to take the time to do it, it you, you can do a very great job and give all the time that's necessary to do it. But what I also say, Google's best uh, attribute is that when they started this program up with Google Ads, called Google AdWords back then, uh, 20 years ago, anybody could do it. They didn't need an agency. They can put a credit card and go. Google's worst attribute is that when they started this 20 years ago, anybody could sign up. Right, exactly. And I have, you know, I've seen the bad parts of it where somebody goes in and they don't dedicate the time, right. or it's a little bit above what their what their abilities are. And the quick example I'll give you: um, we were working with a military defense lawyer, and before we started working with them, they came to us and they said, "Can you audit the account?" We said, "Sure, of course." So we took a look, and he was advertising on uh, a, a word O S H A, and it was an acronym that made sense for him because it had to do with uh, an office that if you were looking for information about that, you might need a military defense lawyer. Well, um, uh, or I'm sorry, D-O-H-A. I apologize. I'm thinking OSHA. 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 Yeah, I, was I apologize. Say, right. okay. D-O-H-A. Yeah. Well, D-O-H-A is also Doha, the capital of gutter. Right. And so when we audited their account, <laughs> and he's advertising just really in the United States. When we looked at audit the account, he'd spent over $10,000 in straight-up Arabic searches that were, when I put them through Google Translate, you know, there were things like best falafel shop in Doha. So <laughs> that's just wasted money that could have gone to somewhere else. That that's if a he had great been, example. He knew what he's doing. He could have avoided it. Very cool. Just reminding our listeners, we're talking to Justin Seibert from Direct Online Marketing. So glad to have you here. Can we switch gears a little bit and maybe give some tips and tricks yeah. to our listeners out there just to get them get them in the right direction? Maybe just, I mean, obviously just starting with, with just general SEO. What are some latest things we should be thinking about as a small business owner? And maybe we can give a couple tips when it comes to Google, um, just to the AdWords side of things. And, yeah. and, and, and that's Absolutely. Better. So um, maybe I'll do a, a two for here and talk okay. about where I think it's going and then give a tip that's Dig related it, man. to that as well. I like it. Very cool. So what you might have noticed, and this happened really just in the last couple of weeks, Google's always been known for having a clean white background. And they've started adding logos. If you haven't noticed this, go check it out on the left-hand side. So you'll see things that say ads. Once you get past the ads, you're seeing logos for the company. So if you look up the PTC's website, you're going to see the PTC's logo right next to your website. And do you know what's really funny? Our old red logo from like 10 years ago that we did special for right. one year, that's the first one that pops up every time. Drives me nuts. We, we should talk about this after. <laughs> okay. This like easy fix. Right. But so they start putting that in on, and what's happening is Google's now giving bigger preference to brands. And when you think about it, it's really a mm. switch from the old days where people could benefit from SEO without being a large company. And right. so I would talk with presidents and CMOs and owners all the time that would say, hey, um, you know, this drives me nuts. I got these guys that are ranking ahead of us, and I know it's just two guys in their basement. We've been around for 50 years. years. Right. We're the legitimate company, but they knew but how to yet, do SEO. But now it's flipped. Right. And now Google's coming back and saying, hey, we want to give preference to, to, to the bigger companies because what they realized, there were people that knew SEO that were using it for nefarious purposes. Wow. And right. they need to be a little bit more careful because otherwise people will start losing their trust in Google. So if you're looking at what you can do from a high level, and we can talk about all sorts of the low-level things, but a high level, what are ways that you can give uh, your website those brand signals? And that's things like, what do the big boys do? You know, Are you sending out press releases? Are you advertising? Are you doing those types of things that's going to tell Google, yes, you're a legitimate company? Business, yeah, and you're, you're kind of spread across. Very good, very good insight. So what about if you're out there and you want to start buying 
um, ads on Google? What are some some top trips? The, the number one. Tricks? So I, I'll give two really fast. The one is goes back to the example I gave before, and you have to monitor what you're doing very closely because if you're not, you're going to end up wasting your money. You have no idea what's going on then. You have none. Right. Right. The second tip, if it, that's really important, gets overlooked, is make sure that you're using dedicated landing pages. So you don't have to send people. The worst thing you can do, and the most common, is send people to your homepage. A better technique is to send people to the specific page that's most relevant to what they typed into the search engine. Uh Even better than that is creating a landing page that is meant for conversion. You don't have to give them the ability to click around. You don't have to give them all the features so that they can get lost. How do you get them to drive to what you're trying to get them to do? Very cool. That's what I'm, that is worth its weight that's in gold right there. Yeah, that's just a tease. Yeah, hopefully people just got a little tease. So what is your website? So directom.com. The word direct, O is an online, M is in marketing, directom.com. Directom.com. Simple as that. And so first off, we got about a minute or so left. I'm just curious. You're, now you're in Bloomfield. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. So, I mean, obviously you're, you're growing, you're moving, and you're shaking. So you're hiring right now? Like, like what's up? We are. And so if anybody actually has these kind of skills that we're looking for, exactly. I would love for them to take a look at the website. Thank you so much for asking that. Yeah. We're trying to get the best people in. We're only successful because we have such an awesome team of people, and we need to add Definitely. to it right And I'm now. sensing, like, some positive energy from you. I'm thinking it's got to be a fun place to work. It is. You know, we worked, I would say that, um, that we, we've had a lot of growth, especially over the last, let's call it six years, and that's directly attributable to um, really working on our culture, making it a great place, having awesome people there. Um, we've had awesome people for a long time, but but making it a place that they want to come to. I and mean, we'd all rather be on the beach if we could, but if you have to come into work, we want to make it a great environment. I like it. <laughs> I like we it. We all want to. Let's, let's put the, you know, the facts out there. We all want to be on a beach. But if not, we'll just hang out in a cool place to work, like working for uh, direct online marketing. So go to directom.com. Justin, thanks for hanging out yeah, with us Yeah, thank you so much. Great tips. Both. Yeah. I feel like I learned something, Audrey. I like that. Finally. Finally. <laughs> it's taken a while. It's finally happened. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We've got so much more fun tech vibe coming your way. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. So sometimes, Audrey, buying a house, it's a long process, and you get to it, and then there's that time for the home inspection. It's a crazy time. Crazy things can happen. Usually you got to find work that has to be done. Something's wrong. Something's not wired properly, right? Well, really, a leak in the roof or I something mean, like that. Let's be positive about right. it. People can buy houses in Pittsburgh. Yes. And they need help. Well, Pittsburgh, because our housing stock is so old here. So you tend to find houses. In the city that, that, it is, right? Yeah, you tend to find homes that when you're buying something that's going to need some work. And part of the inspection, you got to find the workers to get it done and get it done in time so you can close. And it's a tough problem, but there's uh, someone here trying to solve that problem. We have Jen Yosef from Mighty here, and I'm just so excited to have you hanging out with us to talk about what you're doing in the real estate space with inspections. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Audrey, for having me here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so give us the pitch. Tell us what problem you're solving. So very, very simple. We know that inspections is a big deal. We know that every buyer and seller um, has this issue where you know the inspections comes through and Nobody, everybody has all this information, 60 pages worth of information. How do you dissect? It's tedious. It is. How do you dissect this information? That's where Mighty comes in. So we are a very simple platform. All the agent, buyer, and seller does sends us the report, tells us, hey, here are the repairs that I need estimates on, and in 24 hours we deliver it. So we make it, we just, we take all this information and we just give you that data and transparency that you need and attach these prices to all the repairs. 
And so you attach the prices and then do you find me the contractors? Yes, so that's the second part of Mighty. So the first problem we want to solve is really make this as smooth as possible, get you the pricing so that if you want to negotiate, do that quickly, close in the housing. But if you need to get repairs done, we have vetted contractors that Mm -hmm. can do the work. And that's good because that becomes an awkward conversation sometimes. It's like, well, I need part of my new roof. Well, that'll be 20000 Not really. It'll be 4000 Absolutely. Right. So, so the prices tend to be very subjective. Yes. And, and then people tend not to get an estimate. Correct. So there's a lot of assumptions, right? And when you're looking at uh, a scope of work that the inspector is calling out, it might be something so small as a $300 fix, and the buyer could be really getting worried and thinking, Oh, is this going to cost me thousands of dollars? Is it going to cost the deal of the house? And someone could say, I'm going to walk away. Right, and you're negotiating over everything at that point. Not everyone is a great negotiator. Absolutely. And we are giving this tool so that the agent, the buyer, seller, all three of them have facts. Everybody knows what things are going to cost. Puts them on the same page. Puts everybody on the same page. All through an app. And so so where are you in in this leg of your journey of of building this company? You have customers? Yes. So we Yeah, let's talk about some customers you just signed. (laughs) I'm so so proud of this because I think it's so cool to tell us. Tell us who's your biggest new customer. So our biggest new customer is Howard Hanna. Da-da-da-da. I mean, wow. I had to give some gong sounds. They're like the third largest residential real estate in the United States. Yeah, wow. I mean, talk about value. Validation. Absolutely. And we are honestly thrilled to partner up with such a forward-thinking company, right? A company that truly believes in giving their agents the best tools, truly believes in uh, making sure that their buyers and sellers get the best experience possible. So we were really excited uh, to formalize this partnership about two months ago. So now it's all about us just keeping up with this great demand that we're getting, really building the infrastructure of the company, continuing so we're hiring a lot, which is really exciting stage for us. But we always have, you know, done things in a way where, you know, we take strategic investments, we've, you know, built our company, built the right people, and we just want to, you know, keep moving forward and solve that pain point. Totally. How long have you been building this for now? About three and a half years. Wow. Yes. Holy mackerel. Wow. So to get to this point now, you yes. got to be like, whoa. Like, and so you're looking to raise yeah. some money. Correct. Right? We are. Yes. So and it would be nice to have people who invest in you and sort of know a little bit about this world. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if there are people that have, you know, even that interest in real estate, right? right? Because you need a real estate tycoon who's got some extra money laying around, wants to diversify, right? She's actually not raising that much money because she has customers. It's at the angel level where Mm -hmm. someone could step in and be very transformative at this point. Exactly. And I mean, real estate tech or the prop tech, as it's called, is only booming, right? Where every single part of the real estate transaction is getting hit with technology. And again, we are solving one piece of it. So this is a really exciting time. I mean, I, you know, really say it's like, it's a mighty opportunity to jump now and, you know, help us really build this company. Now, we already know, you know, Pittsburgh is a great ecosystem. I mean, thanks to you guys, you know, we've done. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We are members, Mighty's members of Pittsburgh Tech Council. Love it. You guys are a great resource. Well, thank you. I think we're building such a great ecosystem here. Mighty is so great to be part of uh, staying here in Pittsburgh. So we really want to be able to get the right people investing in our company right. and then growing and building here. Super well, we have yeah. a very strong real estate community, so it shouldn't be that hard. Yes. So if you're listening here, what's your website? It is MightyHomeApp.com. And it's an app now? 
So we have an app and we have a web-based platform. Okay, so would Very we cool. get the app from the yes, you can download it from the iOS store. So the grab Apple it, store. put it on your phone. Yes. And so Howard Hanna is using this now. So how long has it been in the market for? With them actually using it now, is it is it about uh, like two months? Two months, great. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking like with the way things work in Pittsburgh. I mean, when people see Howard Hanna is using this, and obviously they're going to use it very successfully, and it's going to make the experience so much better. And like I said, the transparency, getting people on the same page around this. I mean, other places are going to be like, wait, we should be using this technology because, I mean, this is a differentiating factor. Correct. At this point. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So how else, how else can this scale besides more realtors? I mean, is there other applications for this, other features you can be adding to this when it comes to the whole real estate process of buying yeah, a home? So, I mean, really <clears throat> Mighty has, uh, you know, our biggest thing was customer discovery, right? For the last three years, we've spent so much time with agents and understanding what are their pain points. Mm. And really, today, Mighty is turning into this AI-based company where we are collecting all this intelligent data to be Ooh, able to Tell help. us about this. This is where it gets fun, right? Yeah, you start really realizing how many leaky basements are in Pittsburgh, right? Exactly. And then and you, you can know, share that data yeah, with I got some, some of the right people. I've got, I've got some data I could add to your database. There we go. <laughs> we'll take as much as possible. But, you know, really at the end of the day, helping the buyer and seller, right, understanding what neighborhoods are they in, you know, how can they ensure, how can we ensure that the inspection process goes as smoothly as as possible, right. right? And then they have the information after this is completed. Right. But we have so many opportunities to keep expanding this. Gotcha. Again, you know, with all the data that we're collecting, with using intelligent tools to be able to expand on Mighty. Very cool. Now, can we talk a little bit about the whole, like, being able to link someone to a contractor? This is huge. Just once again, from personal experience, I had a terrible experience this past summer where certain guy has not finished painting my house yet, and it's been uh, seven months later. And so knowing that if you're going to get a contractor in that's going to actually finish the job is, like, it's taking a lot of weight off someone's shoulders. Absolutely. And then so how, how are you able to kind of tap into the contractor world to get the right the right folks there that you know are going to be good solid contractors and get the job done fast yeah so what we've done is we've really you know we've we don't go for just anybody off the street right we do some really detailed vetting but then we also partner up with larger contracting companies to make sure that we're getting quality people we are big into trades you know we want to promote the trades we want people that are you know students that are graduating high school they're like hey i want to do something hands-on and a company like ours gives them the possibility and ability Definitely. to say that, hey, you know what? After I graduate, I can now be part of this resource where I can get guaranteed jobs. I can do work. I can do quality work. But Mighty monitors everything on the back end, okay. right? So we have people, our technology monitors everything. So things are always as smooth as possible. They're going to be things that are going to come up. Of course. Yeah, so what happens if, say, if something, say, like the, uh, the leaky basement wasn't fixed in time in order to close the house? Like, so our, what sends an alert, and how does that get resolved? So what we do is our contractors have, you know, very, very strict rules that they have to follow just being partners with us, you know, insurances, liability, everything, and they are able to quickly go in and fix anything um, that could that's going wrong. So what has surprised you on this journey so far? Oh, gosh, a lot of things. I think <laughs> pick, every single pick a couple. Pick a couple of things. You only got a couple minutes, be. though. <laughs> so pick two good ones. <laughs> you know, I think we knew that inspections was that big pain point. Totally. But we didn't know how important that negotiating factor was. Mm. You know, for the agent, for the buyer, for the seller, that was a huge discovery for us. 
to just, and again, I think one of the things that I've learned in this journey is the amount of time that you want to spend with your customers. You want to be with them. You want to listen to them Good advice. all the time. Love it. Because if you don't, they're not going to buy. Absolutely. So obviously all that time is paying off because you're, you have a tool that they're, it's making their lives easier. Exactly. And then the other thing I think yeah. we've learned is don't waste time and money into just building tech. Right and building right. with a purpose. A point. Right, you can go down that rat hole exactly. and it's the wrong one. And then you're just iterating and iterating constantly, trying to put a square peg in a round hole at some point. And it's like because you weren't talking to your customers early on. Exactly. So wow. we have been so firm on building a good solid infrastructure, and then from there building a technology, but constantly working with our customers on it and seeing what is it that they want. I mean, agents are so busy as it is, right? Definitely. The last thing they need is complicated tools. Ours, it's like literally a click of a button, upload a report, and boom, it so solves love the it. problem. Pittsburgh-based technology solving tough problems, making people's lives easier, getting house sold faster, people not all freaked out and stressed out. Like, come on, man. This is good stuff. We're so yes. glad you're doing what you're doing. So if you go to mightyhomeapp.com, check it out. Go to Howard Hanna and go through them as your agent there because you're going to be able to use that if you're in the process of uh, selling or buying a home. And uh, I think got some big things happen for you here in 2020. I see a lot more real estate uh, firms lining up with you, Jen. We're Great. Excited. So proud of you. Yeah, Thank you so much. Stuff. Thanks for being part of Tech Vibe tonight. Thank Sharing you so your much. story. Thank you for having me, guys. Once again, Mighty Home App. That was Jen Yosef. Thanks for being here. I can't believe another Tech Vibe under our belt. Yeah. But like, oh, I want to keep telling more stories like this. This yeah. makes me so happy. I'm just I like, know. wow, man, I love seeing the company take We're the gonna right We're going to sell steps. your house, yeah. It'll happen. One of these we'll days. We'll sell your house. <laughs> it has a little leak in the basement. It'll be okay. <laughs> Anyhow, this is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. And we're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council bringing you Tech Vibe every Wednesday night. Hey, in case you miss Tech Vibe, there's no reason to freak out whatsoever. We've got a great podcast. Just go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, any of the major platforms, and you can catch up on all your Tech Vibe. Learn all about Jen's story anytime you want. We're taking off. Hope you have a great rest of your evening. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.